0: Welcome back to the podcast as we continue to talk about toxicity of anger regarding the brain and the body. How does it affect us? What really happens when we're angry? And we really prefaced it with a lot of information yesterday, but I want to just remind you of what we closed out speaking about, and that is that anger has different facets. And I named four main facets that anger stems from. So if you missed that one, I would encourage you to go back and listen. In fact, each time I do a series, I lay a great foundation. So always go back to the very beginning to listen. Each one's only about seven to eight minutes, so it doesn't take you that long to catch up with us. Well, I want to continue this, and we're going to get into some very important uh, physiology, science, uh, information on what anger does to our brain and body. So stay with us as we continue through this series and share it with those who it may interest or help. So after naming these four facets, it's important to remember that anger originates mainly from four sources. Fear, frustration, doubt, and guilt. Anger doesn't resolve any of these. Okay, remember that. Okay, so I'll say it again. Four sources, fear, Frustration, doubt, and guilt, and anger does not resolve any of these. What it does do is it gives them a dangerous outlet. It produces a feeling of momentary release but doesn't eliminate the cause of the problem. It also has the aggravating consequence that it actually feeds itself. The more anger we feel, the more likely it is to intensify and control us. And that, my friends, is how it works every single time. The most healthy outlet is not to repress or release it uncontrollably. The correct path is to take uh, and accept that you are feeling angry. In other words, become self-aware, which is part of emotional intelligence. And we covered that in our last series as well as others. And then confront it with ourselves, even. okay. This makes it start to diffuse. It actually takes 10 seconds to accomplish this. And this is all related to the cognitive restructuring that we referred to yesterday. Or, well, actually not yesterday, the day before in our former series. And if you miss that, go back and listen. And then we need to identify what the real source of the anger is. And each time we will get clues as to how to solve the problem that lies behind the anger. So very important to remember. All right. So I have a tool. I actually have some information to share with you that will help you to really digest and understand where anger comes from and how it affects your brain and your body, which is kind of the theme behind what we're doing today. So it always helps to begin to understand how it's triggered, what happens to the brain and body, especially when anger is chronic or unprocessed. So here is the way it, will, it works. Number one, the first spark of anger activates the amygdala, which is the emotional center of the brain. Okay, and it's at the, at the in the actually the middle of the brain, and before you're even aware of it, this amygdala begins to activate the hippocampus hypothalamus okay the hypothalamus is located behind the amygdala in the center of the brain and then the hypothalamus signals the pituitary gland by discharging corticotropin okay which releases a hormone okay which is called CRH in short and then the pituitary activates the adrenal glands by releasing adrenocorticotropin I'm sorry, corticotropic. That is a hormone that's referred to as ACTH. Then the adrenal gland secretes the stress hormone, which you've heard me talk about a lot, like cortisol and adrenaline. Okay, and those are, they are branches of those two that I just mentioned. And non-adrenaline, all right? So this all happens very quickly in an extremely short of time, amount of time. And they all are reactive responses that are normal okay These are built into us and actually they're designed there for the the, the conditions that relate to a serious imminent danger, uh, you know maybe a battle or a life-threatening situation but they're not intended to to be something that is ever present every single day of our lives from the second, that we, you know, begin our day to the end. And and for many people, even during the night, it continues on. That is not normal, and it is not the way it should be, all right? Sources of anger might be disappointment, frustration, judgment, rejection, or fear. So when it hits those adrenal glands, the stress hormones are cortisol, adrenaline, and noradrenaline, okay? So these are really important to remember, Now, this is what happens to your brain when all of these functions occur. Elevated cortisol actually paralyzes the frontal cortex of your brain, making it very difficult for you to understand or comprehend what is being spoken to you and can also cause you to be paralyzed in your response, as well as affecting your uh, hippocampus, which is the memory center of your brain, and multiple other areas. They also accept too much calcium through your membrane. And a calcium overload can make cells fire too frequently and literally die. Okay, so back to the hippocampus and prefrontal cortex, which is 40% of your brain capacity. They're particularly vulnerable to cortisol and the negative effects that it has. So we've covered a lot of very technical stuff. And I've tried to speak slowly because I really want you to understand this. We will come back tomorrow and finish explaining this process of anger and what it does to you. So I hope you will join us and share it with those who it may benefit. This is Michelle Steffes, your journey to greatness through routine, encouraging you to keep reaching higher and never, ever, ever give up on becoming the person that you know you are. Thank you,